I think that's my favorite part from the other episode. Oh my god, this is so racist, boss racist. Sorry, the grill went out. We need a we need a a pan change. Yep, turn up the heat a bit. That's like really bad. It's like <laughs> you know when like it like yeah like a like a motor like a kind of noise. Oh yeah, like a that was good. That was really good. You see lighter and more yeah. Now the fire is is running and so put on the meat. Flip it, flip it. There we go. Wow. Wow. Woo! Welcome back, you guys, to another episode of Brugogi Pod. Yay! Okay. Well, are you guys curious about my week? I hope you're curious about my week because I'm curious about my week. <laughs> Let's see. No surprise here. I went to the dentist. Bro, it's like four times a week, I swear. <laughs> like second home. I just want you guys to know that I brush my teeth well. Like I'm gonna, it's really genetics. So this most recent time that I went, I don't know why I asked for him to numb it less because last time he just like oh. numbed it up so much, I didn't like it. You yeah. know, like I feel like it was an excessive use of numbing anesthesia. Oh, yeah. So yeah. this time, I think I just translated what I want in the wrong way. Like I told him, I just wanted him to like minimize the numbing shots because they're really gnarly and scary looking. Okay. While having obviously that same effect. Uh huh. But. Like, if last time there were maybe, like, five, six pokes, this time there was just two pokes. So you wanted more of a four or five pokes? Yeah, like a good four. Like a good solid four pokes. Uh, Okay. But there were only two pokes, and holy shoots and ladders, it was so painful. Oh, ow, ow, ow. And I hate being, like, a nuisance to the dentist, you know? Like, do you ever think about, like, when the dentist works on your tooth for, like, a like 30 minutes to an hour how their neck how like how uncomfortable their neck might be i never think about that and i think never about think about that. their neck <laughs> i think about that i feel really bad and so i, I never want to be like you know a patient that's like ah, ah, like making these noises and being squirmy right but i could not handle this you guys i was sweating so much oh my god because it was so painful because it, it's like the nerve pain right like it's sensitive yeah, yeah it's this high sharp like yeah, it's just this very like a high pitched pain. Yeah, I know. Yes, exactly. it's a very high pitched yep. pain. And so, yeah, we had to do like three more pokes. Oh my gosh, damn! And another event that happened that gave me a huge headache mm-hmm. was that I went shopping. I think for the first time, dude. This is right. straight up a first world problem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I went shopping <laughs> for the first time since March. Like physical going to the outlet. Yeah. And you know how tough it is to shop for five hours with a mask on? 
Like, I feel like that is why I'm breaking out right now. Like, Camarillo in itself is, like, super hot. Yeah. But to have to walk around the outlet. With a mask with on. With a mask on. I think I'm going to stick to, I'm going to stick to online shopping for uh, now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I totally feel that. I, like, seriously can only do three three things a week max and then social battery and just energy levels in general i'm mm. like shot yes like, and i know you guys want an update on my life as well and there's not much going on except for the fact mm. that like i'm definitely active on <laughs> the dating apps specifically hinge yes because i'm on hinge and coffee meets bagel but Per usual, Coffee Meets Bagel is just so weird. Like, Mm -hmm. the guys on there are so weird. And the couple guys that I actually talked to, they were trying to, like, go out and, like, meet up, you know? And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I'm not really, like, trying to meet up with people. And both of them ghosted me. So... (gasps) Because you told them you didn't want it. Mm -hmm. So, like, red flag anyways. Like, Mm. if you don't respect my situation yeah then like what like you don't know you don't know who i'm living with or like what i have going on like who i come in contact with but hinge has been like good recently yeah and julie i know i've asked you this before but i like dude i'm trying to manage my expectations like i'm really trying to keep them low because obviously over text like things can be like misconstrued and i just you know like you get all like giddy and stuff for like almost no reason because it's like dude you don't you don't know the person but like when you're talking to these guys off of the apps a big reason why i would follow the game plan and just be like oh i don't want to text like let's meet up as soon as possible is because i don't want to like build them up in my head and i don't want to talk about you know all the easy stuff and like also the important stuff over text i'm just not really about that but i think because we're in quarantine i don't know like what to do we need we need a new game plan is what we need oh because i think that's happened to me actually okay okay okay. like because of quarantine i ended up you know talking to this guy Mm -hmm. and just so much was said and done via text before the you know, first couple meets right that, what, what do you say like you are mentally more connected in terms of like mm-hmm. knowledge right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but emotionally not quite there right so hmm. it's, it's a, a lost cause <laughs> I was gonna say it's a tough one <laughs> okay apparently it's a lost cause so yeah we'll just like kind of see what happens there yeah because like i feel like well okay you for sure quality time like in person type of person but for me you know i suck at texting i'm not even talking about you guys like time frame wise i suck at texting and that i never catch my typos so i'm just like why didn't you understand me like can you like there's just like miscommunication all around Yeah. yeah 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 someone like literally yesterday was like sorry i cannot keep up with your texts oh. i was like oh okay lost cause lost cause for Great. now yeah. for now until we come up with a new game plan mm. right which definitely involves a facetime sesh that's gonna be the first step right you are right yes which i need to learn how to end <laughs> You know, my sister asked me a couple days ago because she started school. She was like, okay, like if I wanted to 
you know, sign up for a, you know, TA office hour. Mm-hmm. And I was like in it, like a one-on-one with the person, with mm-hmm. the TA. How do I like sign off? I was like, mm, have a good one. <laughs> she was like, huh? Like, just say have a good one. It's like, I feel like that's so awkward. Like, <laughs> it is. Have a good one. It no, is awkward. That's the one. Have a good one. Yeah. What I try to do now on like any type of phone call is I'll summarize the phone call and then say like action items. Like, here's the things that I'll follow up with. Like, can you follow up with me about these things? And then I say, have a good one. <laughs> and then I hang up. But like, if this is like with a guy, though, you're not going to be like, <laughs> so today we talked about how you like blue in Shut basketball and Shut I like blah, blah, blah. So next, you're going to text me after this Shut call. Up. Great. Have a good one. <laughs> Okay, I guess I haven't. I didn't. <laughs> okay, well, moving on. <laughs> um, but yeah, moving on. I will say though that this time around, honestly, like stating my opinion more. If they say something or assume something about me that isn't true. I correct them, which I honestly wouldn't do in the past. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, like some guy was saying, oh, you seem like a, like, oh, so you're an R&B girl, huh? And I was like, um, that's bold of you to assume, but no. <laughs> like, I'm a hip-hop and R&B <laughs> So, like, I think, like, those little steps, mm-hmm. it's, like, making me feel, like, more confident and more secure than I was prior Mm, love that yeah i love that this is um silver lining of quarantine yes yes we really dictating our self-worth out here you know <laughs> yes we are well so you mentioned how it makes you feel more secure mm-hmm. we're here today to talk a little bit about insecurities i don't have i don't have those what are, yeah what are those? i don't think i do either so <laughs> so according to the dictionary because i don't know what insecurity means the dictionary definition is uncertainty or anxiety about oneself lack of confidence oh interesting right like anxiety who is she yeah what is that it's not like i've been doing breathing exercises to manage my anxiety for the past like three four months (laughs) shout out wim hof kind of going off of that we really wanted to dive into imposter syndrome first firstly Because I think that that stems from insecurity in that when something good happens, they don't take credit for it. You know, when I first read imposter syndrome, it's not really what I thought it was. Uh, Just because of the word imposter. Right. Well, what did you think it was? I thought it was actually the complete opposite of the way you defined it. Okay, okay. So basically, so you just said that imposter syndrome is when people don't give themselves credit for what they received or deserved, right? Right, Like, right. their hard work, it's like, oh, like, I didn't deserve that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the complete opposite in that you were pretending to have or, like, gain more or be more knowledgeable of of and about something that you didn't know. Oh, so it's like you kind of viewed it as, like, overconfidence? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So at least for me, I think like the perfect example is when I got into college, I didn't think that it was because of like my hard work. I thought that it was like purely based off of luck. Mm -hmm. And what 
I found interesting was that people who are perfectionists or like experts in their field or soloists, they tend to be people who have like imposter syndrome a bit more. How interesting. Yeah. You guys like experts. This traces back to when Hannah had mentioned how she likes to find the root <laughs> of literally everything. Yeah. I mean, would you say you're a soloist-ish? I am definitely the person in the group project who will do everything, if that makes sense. Or I uh-huh. like would rather not delegate things and ask people to help. And I just kind of take on projects on my own. That is so interesting. Yeah. Because that is so not me. Yeah. Sometimes I think it's unhealthy. Actually, a lot of times I do think it's unhealthy. I need to learn how to trust people with those kind of projects but Mm -hmm. yeah um i just think like looking at the typical personalities who encompass imposter syndrome i was like wow um all of the above i am all of the above yeah so yeah we definitely have felt this and i think it happens a lot in actually like celebrities will talk about it where they don't think that they have like really worked hard and just like think that they got lucky oh like on auditions and whatnot Mm -hmm. and so that they don't actually like deserve the fame Mm. or can't like meet the expectations of others you see and that's where i i'm like also different Mm. in that like i don't necessarily know if i really like the word luck because I believe things happen for a reason. Huh, right? Yeah. And so because I, I believe that things happen for a reason, like let's say, for example, that celebrity who has imposter syndrome, you know, feels like their skills don't meet, you know, the expectation or the standards of their fellow actors and actresses. It's like it happened for a reason that you got this part and not the others who are more experienced at the specific time it did and just be grateful for it. And then it's like, what are you going to do with that? Like, if you feel like you didn't deserve it, but you got it. For me, it's more like, what are you going to do about that and with that? Right, right. Because like, at the end of the day, you got it. So you got to pull through. Yeah. Am I going to work harder and strive, you know, further to be a part of other projects? Or am I just going to let this one be it and not work as hard? Yeah, I hear you. I just think that people with imposter syndrome... Because they don't feel as competent as, like, they think other people think they are, they have a tendency to not be able to perform because they have all this, like, self-doubt within them that they can't really overcome because they're like, oh, shit, like, I actually don't have the credentials or the capabilities expected of me. So I think that's where, like, the disconnect is, is Mm -hmm. that... Yeah, I think some people may be able to like work through it and be like, okay, I just got to grind extra hard. But I do think that there is some of that, no matter how hard I grind, I may not live up to the expectation. Well, I feel like that kind of sounds similar to what I was going to say about like the flip side of imposter syndrome. Mm. Right? Like feeling like you're never going to live up to that expectation that others have of you. Uh Uh-huh. Whereas imposter syndrome is hmm, like, yeah, making yourself feel small when you are fully capable. Uh huh. I would say personally for me, like an insecurity of mine is coming off like I know too much or like 
allowing others to set these high expectations for me oh because of what they've assumed on what i'm a part of or what i've what i'm engaged with and what is said about me oh okay so kind of what i said in the very beginning of how i thought or how i interpreted imposter syndrome when i first read it out Mm -hmm. basically that Mm because i think it's very prevalent in the korean community right like i remember i was so stressed because you know i was you know asp president involved with like a variety of organizations on camp on campus lol in high school right and you know at church i led you know the love ministry which was helping out those with disabilities and like with my mom and so you know like i mean i'm sure they were just trying to be nice but they would always be like oh julie's gonna go to a good college like julie's like don't even worry about julie to my parents like like kind of like like hyping you up up. yeah Yeah. like literally hyping me up so it's like unknowingly that my parents have these expectations and then i have these expectations of myself when i don't really know if my if i meet the qualities of mm, that level of what's even the word caliber you know what i mean yeah and so i would say like my insecurity is kind of the opposite of imposter syndrome Mm. Like having these expectations set of you. And so. Because because people think I am more capable. Than you actually than are. Than I actually am. Yes. Uh, is, isn't that imposter syndrome though? Am I getting confused? But I thought imposter syndrome. <clears throat> I thought imposter syndrome is like you get it. And then you're like, oh, but I'm undeserving of this. Oh, whereas like. Whereas example. I'm saying like I don't have the grades to get into Harvard, but people are like, oh, "Oh, Julie is such an outgoing, extroverted, well-spoken like individual Harvard with good material. grades. Uh, She's gonna get into Harvard. Uh, She's gonna get into Harvard." Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. that completely yeah. makes sense, right? I mean, you know, when I think of mine, it's like half my fault, but also half just the others' fault uh, of the way they perceive me. But obviously they perceive me that way because I come off that way. So that's why I'm saying 50-50. But yeah, you are yeah, you yeah. are the imposter syndrome. These, yeah, let's leave these separate. Yeah. Yeah, and I am the the flip side. Yeah, I do think that the imposter syndrome that kind of stems from No, that definitely stems from insecurity because you're not like fully confident in your own capabilities. And I actually think that, like, over the past year or so, I have just, like, met people and kind of come out of my shell so that I, like, feel confident and Mm -hmm. just feel more, like, assured in who I am. Um, But when we were actually looking into, you know, what we were going to talk about this week... One of the topics that I keep seeing pop up is love bombing. And I think that this guy that I'm talking about did a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which this too, I've, I've actually never heard of this term. Until like recently, Until, right? yeah, recently like from Hannah. Oh. When, yeah, like we were preparing for this. Yeah. And, you know, we wanted to do a little bit of research and in no way... Are Julie and I like psychologists or 
honestly qualified to talk about this but <laughs> but this is our diary yeah this is our diary <laughs> this is for us and i wanted to explore like love bombing and apparently it's common among narcissists and is a form of like manipulation and mm. so kind of like how i interpreted it was that you know at the beginning of like the talking stages mm-hmm. and when you like are first going out like they are all over you like texts calls messages being like can i see you this weekend coming with like gifts and just like these grand gestures and it feels like a literal fairy tale movie of just like oh my gosh like i can't believe this is happening to me and then i don't know it's been a while (laughs) i think i'm forgetting how it feels like (laughs) but but then at one point it just stops it just like drops off and it's really like destabilizing in that way is like oh what like what happened like this is completely different than how things started off and this in turn will like make the person second guess themselves and I think this is where a lot of the defending your partner comes in is like oh Oh. yeah where it's like oh he's like not responding to me or like he like completely yeah but he's busy and also like he was so in love with me you know like two weeks ago so like there's no way you know Uh like he brought me flowers every day for two weeks like there's no way Mm. and so kind of like defending their current actions with their past actions i think is like a big part of love bombing is like feeling like you were so loved and there was so much attention and then it just like went away yeah you guys what she just said that's like manipulation to the like manipulation on steroids basically because what happens is let's say hannah and i are dating right and i am the one love bombing you basically okay yeah i'm giving you all this love and let's say you didn't even have interest in me in the beginning or you did but it was very minimal right but my actions make you like me more and the moment i know you like me it's like drop bro so now it's like me it was like me chasing you but now it's you chasing me really right because you're trying to chase that like high that you had gotten at the beginning of the relationship Mm -hmm. yeah and so i actually feel like i experienced a little bit of this i don't want to like diagnose or anything Mm. but there was one guy in particular where we really really like started connecting i text him for probably like 20 hours straight like it was the most ridiculous like i think that was day two. Oh my gosh and day two no day two day two yeah day two yeah like, like i matched with him like on a tuesday and then t- for 20 hours on the wednesday which like according to the game plan you should match with the guy on the tuesday if you forgot <laughs> But you should not text him that much because Mm -hmm. we were just getting, you know, everything out of the way. Like, what do you do? Mm -hmm. Like, what is your family like? And Uh all of that over text, which was not good at all. And we had gotten so far into this relationship without actually meeting. How scary. It was honestly like, dude, I was like very early on the apps. Like, that was one of the Mm -hmm. first guys. Actually, I think he was like the first guy to reach out to me i literally think he was one of the first guys to reach out to me that like liked you on him Uh uh-huh 
and so i was just like oh my gosh like is like wow i didn't even have to try that hard (laughs) and so you know we met up on like that saturday and i definitely felt like we were trying to catch up in person to like how Mm. deep we had gotten over text and then about half a week later we saw each other again and he literally asked me to be exclusive then and i remember dude i was like what the hell like what was this like you you literally don't know me like Mm. you think you know me because of everything that we've talked about but in reality like that is very that's like tip of the iceberg yes you know yes i know exactly what you're talking about and i don't know how to really explain it because technically he knows like the basics you know what i mean Uh what food do you like yes obviously school hobbies like oh what you prefer what you not prefer like but it's like i said it's the mannerisms and it's the little preferences and like little body movements and body language like that type of stuff that he does not know right but all, honestly okay but all good energy all good vibes because uh-huh. i read the four agreements and i'm trying to be good with nice. my words and radiate love so <laughs> at least he's trying <laughs> getting back to it I want to say that this was kind of the start of love bombing, but I don't think Mm -hmm. that there was necessarily a finish because I didn't let it get that far. I think... Congratulations again. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. I made a decision and I stuck by it. It took me a couple tries to break things off. I remember that too. But we got there because I had noticed that like there were just like unhealthy signs. Like you really have to trust your gut instincts and realize that, you know, if this like just drops off and like doesn't continue in the trajectory that you had initially thought it would like I think there are definite signs of some sort of insecurity coming out like why do they feel the need to kind of woo you in that Mm. way unless Mm. there's like something else that they feel is missing or just not complete you know yeah like I, I equate that a little to insecurity Mm. right and and for two reasons i think one like you're you're used to being given so much love and attention Mm -hmm. that if it's anything less than that right like your your worth or it kind of goes down so it's like making sure there's somebody who is loving me at all times ah yeah and also on the flip side you're deprived of that love and attention uh-huh. once you kind of get a glimpse of it it's like i'm not gonna let that shit go yeah. and so it's like i'm gonna cling on to that yeah right yeah 100 percent. so that might not always be the case but initially those were the two thoughts i had yeah for no. love bombing yeah no i totally get that and like i think it's something that i look back on and think about honestly just like how insecure I was like I'm still insecure now in terms of like you know self-worth and all of that I think that's definitely gonna be a very like long work in progress but I will say that a year or so ago I really just didn't know what it felt like to be almost like unconditionally loved and it's not Mm. even like we like got that far or anything like that but I felt like this person saw my flaws 
and yet they still like just thought so highly of me one thing i will say i'm very very thankful for and like so grateful to this person for is helping me to see that like i'm worth love and that yeah i i like love myself much more than i did prior so yeah well then he did he did good i think that was his purpose in my life yes everything happens for a reason yes to allow you to find your own Mm self-worth and love yourself yes so mine was kind of similar actually no it wasn't even that similar um i have like a a small encounter too i would say okay with love bombing and obviously i didn't know the terms i didn't associate it with you know love bombing in the beginning until i really thought about it and just kind of reiterate signs of it can be getting you gifts all the time or not even all the time just like getting you grand gifts um non-stop complimenting you like hannah's person wanting commitment very early on and here here's the key bombarding you with calls and texts oh yep and wanting your undivided attention so for me it was constantly wanting to meet up oh and like i don't know like i I say i think it's i I think it's love bombing but i didn't like mind it you know right because at the beginning stages it's like oh my gosh like you want to be around each other all the time right yeah and you know what like you can easily confuse it for that honeymoon phase yes which is why like when i'm looking back i'm kind of having a hard time identifying like honestly maybe it wasn't love bombing but do you ever like like in a relationship or even when you're like dating the guy like what i just said to you about the whole manipulation part you know the guy likes you more and and Mm. then there's like a switch kind of in the middle Oh, where you feel because I've definitely felt that where like where I knew the guy liked me more. But then at, at one point, I'm like, oh, my God, I think I like him more than he likes me. Oh, like and this is like a couple months in. He grows on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but it's like a very minor, a very minor yeah. part of it because it's not that he even was like drastically different but it's definitely the the attention to detail or the effort that's being put in oh do you think it's like he gets comfortable and like doesn't try as hard you know you know what f that it's not love bombing maybe it's that guy's mentality of knowing they have the girl so then they just stop trying and like what is it about the chase that guys just like they just get off on and then they just don't continue that messed up (laughs) that messed up chase huh yeah because i mean like there's no denying that the chase is like fun you know like it's fun and it's and it just sucks at the same time (laughs) like it's literally like oh my gosh like i'm so giddy and then it's like shit like does he like me like like 2 a.m thoughts fuck did i say something wrong and so he's like not responding to me and so it is a little bit fun but it's also straight up torment at the same time what's wrong with us (laughs) what's wrong with humans and i honestly think it has to do with a little bit of like media and how they portray romance and love like feeling like it should be this high all the Mm. time like this exciting chase when in reality it could get boring you know like 
the mundane things like maybe those are the things that you should be enjoying and it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be all like yeah fireworks and sparkles all the time but then when you get the boring stuff it's like oh but it's boring (laughs) i don't know if we've introduced julu thoughts yet but julu thoughts yes (laughs) yeah something i thought of was when you're in a long-term relationship it's like don't you guys run out of things to talk about like what do you just talk about yeah wait my my legitimate question (laughs) yes i kind of went on a tangent but yeah so conclusion is that i didn't experience love bombing but Mm. just the fucked up reality of the chase (laughs) but on the flip side flip side of you know love bombing would be gaslighting and what is that hannah it's basically making you feel like you're crazy that's how i kind of like to interpret it is lovely they start to make you question your memory or perception of things like <laughs> i just did a little mouth work because this is triggering well wh- well why is that triggering for you i would like to do a little bit deeper yes i mean i knew what gaslighting was i just i, I don't it was honestly like a little light bulb just like went off in my head because in my previous relationship there would be so many times like stupid stupid arguments right uh-huh and like I, I'm really thankful for what Christian shared during our, you know, personalities episode because something she mentioned was, you know, when you're arguing with somebody, it's like you need to address like why the argument like why the person is approaching you first, right? Like if that person mm-hmm. was upset because of XYZ, then you approach that first. And then maybe if you were offended by the way they brought it up, then that comes second. Right. So right. So imagine that type of scenario with my previous boyfriend. And it would always be uh, just this defensive argument where where i would mention it and then he would make me feel like he got upset about it because it was my action that triggered him so then i would feel bad because then i would start thinking oh this happened because i'm the one that enabled him to get triggered to get mad at me yeah 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 like there was a lack of accountability and responsibility on his part like it was never anything that he did it was always something that i did yeah whoa yeah and even we had this huge fight on New Year's. And even then, after that argument, when I was like writing about it and whatnot, I actually really tried. Like, I thought I was actually being considerate. Let's say he was jealous over this one person, one male friend. Okay. I feel like I was being considerate by thinking, oh, maybe I should have limited my actions or acted in a different way so that I didn't enable him oh. to be upset or jealous over this male friend right and that that's what it is that's what gaslighting <gasps> is it's like making you feel like you're the one at fault when right in reality it's their own like he got mad at me and i still to this day i mean you know what he has his story like and i completely right. respect that but this is my story this is my diary so i'm gonna say what i want mm-hmm. and i still feel like the amount of anger that was lashed out yeah was just kind of like a at a scale like not necessary amount and even the timing was very inappropriate i would say Mm -hmm. but here i was writing in my diary like feeling like i could have done a better job whoa it's almost like they're forcing you to take responsibilities for their own actions yeah because he could have like just not done the action right exactly he could have just not done it yeah and then it wouldn't have been blown up but instead he did blow up and 
I don't think he knows that I I internalized that a little bit mm. when I was like writing it out and stuff. Yeah. But I feel like so many times during our arguments, I was being gaslighted. Damn. Like we'd be fighting and I'd be upset at what he did, but it was like, oh, but I wouldn't do this if you weren't like blah, 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 blah. Or if I pointed something out that he had mm-hmm. done, it would be like, oh, but you do it too. So it's like bringing me down to that same level. Oh. Making me feel like I'd have like the right to be upset because quote unquote, I did it also. Whoa. Yeah. You know? Right. And actually, yeah, that's a symptom of gaslighting is like second guessing yourself. And so I was actually talking to my sister about this because she had written a paper about it. Mm-hmm. And she was saying how because you have put so much trust into the relationship and into this person you believe you know like what they're saying and so it becomes this thing where you start to doubt yourself and it's one of the hardest things to get out of because you're like oh they're right like maybe i did do this to make you him jealous i will be honest like sometimes when i do get heated or when you when you're arguing for let's say 15 minutes you kind of forget what you said like minute number one minute number two. Oh yeah because it's just like it, everything's red yeah, yeah everything is red everything is heated and so when they're like oh but you said this like you know you didn't say it but then you start second guessing like oh fuck did i say it i don't know i was so hyper that i don't remember if i said that honestly in the end too it's just like like what's the purpose like it's just one man's word against another's and what's interesting is actually that love bombing is very very common among narcissists which i've been seeing a lot more about as well is people who get into relationships with narcissists Mm -hmm. because one thing that they've found is that highly sensitive people or empaths which i definitely identify with get Mm -hmm. into relationships with narcissists like it's this weird attraction where highly sensitive people they oftentimes like to people please Mm -hmm. they oftentimes like to win over others because maybe they need to be validated or like they lack that initial confidence and so Mm -hmm. that's what draws them in with narcissists is you know they are so overly confident and so sure of themselves that you know they're looking for that sort of like stability and then on the flip side narcissists are looking for people that they can have control over yeah it's just crazy to me like just how opposite they function and how of course opposites attract so it just makes for like a bad you know like situation (laughs) i'm just laughing because you guys won't know how many times when we were defining narcissist Mm -hmm. i was like oh my goodness hannah i think i'm a narcissist (laughs) like okay well can you explain like what why did you kind of like start to think that like yeah and this too you guys like i i would have never said or even thought i was a narcissist until you know obviously we were trying to define it and see what their characteristic traits were like let me just quickly give you the the dictionary definition of narcissism narcissistic personality disorder involves a pattern of self-centered arrogant thinking and behavior Uh a lack of empathy 
a lack of empathy and consideration for other people and an excessive need for admiration. Others often describe people with NPD as cocky, manipulative, selfish, patronizing, and demanding. Mm. I would definitely not use these words to describe myself. <laughs> definitely cocky, not. manipulative, selfish, patronizing, and demanding. <gasps> but cognitive. <laughs> Cognitive. Cog- I think that needs to be a new cognitive. I have the perfect like definition. Cognitive. It, yeah, cognitive is when people who are just so unqualified <laughs> will talk about things that they don't know anything about. Ooh, you know those people. Ooh, yes. Oh, that guy was so cognitive. I love it. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right, you guys can soon expect um, an IG post. Yes. An IG um, word post on the word cockative. Mm-hmm. So cocky, I would say confident. Yes. Manipulative, I would say persuasive. <laughs> Selfish, I would say self-loving. <laughs> Not patronizing. Goal-driven. Demanding, maybe loud. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> your, right, you got that your ability to turn things into a positive <laughs> just wow i i really admire that <laughs> like you guys i'm a good person i'm a good person but look i was like oh my gosh where, where it really hit me was the lack of empathy to be really honest well that's the thing is i think if you are even questioning if you're narcissistic like I, I really really highly doubt that you are actually narcissistic because i think narcissistic people are unable to see literally any fault in themselves and like that is so not characteristic of you and yes even though yeah you say you lack empathy i think i think you're more empathetic than you give yourself credit for oh my god imposter syndrome oh my god <laughs> Or, or maybe I feel that way because I do feel like I'm just less empathetic because I think, I think the people around me are just so much more empathetic than I am. Hmm. You know, like I, I do think I can empathize and I more than empathy, I sympathize. Right. Because there still are a lot of things that I haven't experienced. Hmm. And for me, it's like Maybe it's because I'm not good with, I'm not like a words of affirmation type of person. I just don't know how to comfort them. Like I feel awkward, you know, and when someone's in sorrow, I'm not going to give them a gift. You know? You know? <laughs> yeah. So I self-diagnosed myself with 5% of MPD. <laughs> 5% of MPD? Okay. 5%. Yeah. So I think that there are like good sides and bad sides to being an empath, where you know you are really able to understand like where the person is coming from or like what they could potentially be going through Mm -hmm. but then at the same time i think that when you are a little bit less empathetic it's easier to kind of protect your energy and like create those boundaries which is actually something that i have been working on Mm. is if somebody is having a bad day and i notice that like it's rubbing off on me I want to be better at like setting those boundaries and not really taking on the the portions of their bad day yes as well maybe that's why because I definitely feel like I was more empathetic 
maybe in like high school. Oh, uh-huh. And honestly, I think that's the big switch kind of happened my freshman year when I had that tough time in college. Yeah. What you just said was like a flashback to how I would describe myself oh. just a couple of years ago. Yeah. How I allow my environment to affect my mood a lot. I can be in the best mood ever, mm. but if my mom and dad come home and, you know, let's say my mom had a tough day at work and is bringing her work stress home, right, rubbing right. it off on me, it will ruin my entire day. Yeah. Because I'm such a people person and I like being surrounded by people, their energies, like, really affect me. Yeah. And maybe that's why, like, because I know how much it affects me, I found a nice balance of knowing how much to empathize uh-huh. so that it doesn't affect my mood yeah yeah no that completely makes sense because yeah. i do find myself not necessarily taking on people's problems but letting other people's problems kind of like weigh down on me mm, yes is like i empathize so much that like when you hurt i hurt and when oh. you cry like i cry like i definitely like feel that and so mm. i've been trying to figure out ways to kind of like create those boundaries like protect my own energy because like you said a lot of days like I'll wake up happy and then if anyone that I interact with that day kind of like gives me attitude like I'm practicing kind of like brushing it off and being like you know what yeah that is not a me problem like I can't take things personally like that yeah so I think that switch initially happened my freshman year of college but I think when I really started living by it was junior year when a friend told me about the subtle art of not giving a fuck. It's like, okay, it was basically the analogy because I'm a visual person. It's like, do I want to waste a fuck? If I only had 10 fucks to give in this world, Mm -hmm. do I want to waste a fuck on this? Is basically how I like picture it. Yeah, yeah. Limit the fucks you give. Exactly. So this person and their problems, you said it's it's not a me problem. It sounds like a you problem. Do I want their problem to affect me? Yeah, it's something that you need to like be able to compartmentalize <laughs> exactly. for sure. Definitely do not want to waste a fuck on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, we're talking about insecurities here. Yeah. Like you're on Instagram mm-hmm. and you just see these people who have, not that I want a double D and nothing against double Ds, but... You know, like girls who have like skinny ass waists with a nice bust, a fat ass, a, a fat, a thick, a thick, thick, with three C's. Yes, yeah, ass with like beautiful slender thighs and like no calf muscles. Like why? I like your calf muscles. <laughs> right. So I just feel like. Honestly, it wasn't even an insecurity of mine until I saw it. Oh, it's like the hip dip thing. How all these girls, they're like, I didn't even know like what hip dips were and that I should be insecure about it. And so it's like, why are people making these things up? Mm -hmm. I like, yeah, I definitely do think that it has to do with social media. And I guess like young girls not even realizing that everything is photoshopped face tuned yes. edited and their bodies and their complexion is completely flawless mm. i think that there's a lack of education in all of that and so you know these girls are being fed like propaganda like propaganda basically yeah to be like here are all the things that they're being gaslighted <laughs> they're being gaslighted 
I guess honestly, yeah, because they're trying to like control your perception of reality, right? Yeah. Like things I didn't even want or thought I needed, I would see on social media and it's like, oh my God, that person is my age, but already has a home. So it's like, so if we never had social media, then you wouldn't even know. Or I would probably want a home, but it's like, oh. like or maybe, okay, okay, a home is an essential. So what about like, like a Lamborghini? Okay. Actually, I want to say Porsche because I would want a Porsche more than a Lamborghini. Okay. I but, would want an Aston Martin for future reference <laughs> to my future husband. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. With Chrome delete. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> And just all tinted windows. Like, I I want the front to be so tinted. People are like, who is that? <laughs> Custom license plates. You guys, this is the effects of our generation and social media. Social media really is toxic. Actually, this week I was thinking, and, you know, I have, like, lots of thoughts. But one of the thoughts <laughs> that crossed my mind was, should I just go completely off the grid? Like, live cottagecore life? Live a simple life where... You actually are content because I do find that people like, you know, without a lot of stuff and who really embody that like whole minimalism thing, like they seem very content. There's no excess of anything. And there's also no lack of anything. They have just perfectly like what they need. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Julie's looking at me like I'm a crazy person. I need to curate this sentence well. Maybe in the 1700s. <laughs> you could have lived this type of lifestyle. Maybe this is a little far, like far out there. And maybe this is not what you meant. But when you're so off the grid, then you don't know what's happening. And like that, that could be arrogant too. I know what you mean. Like, I don't think we can help it. I, I don't think it's something we can control. Like, I think we are now in an age where everything is moving so quickly and you even if you don't want to, you need to be up to date. But like, do you really need to? All I would be doing is like growing and trading vegetables. <laughs> Specifically for you, do you think with your like people pleasing characteristic, you would be able to live that type of lifestyle? No. Or just like me loving people. Like I just love being around people. Yeah, there's no way. Mm-hmm like i think like i said like it's like my generation social media impacting me like i am externally like motivated Mm, you know like when i see like oh my gosh this person like i said is my age or younger especially if they're younger Mm. and they've achieved this and this and this yeah i'm like all right i need to work harder you know what actually i think this partially stems from insecurity as well Because I feel as though I'm not capable of, like, pulling it off. And so I'd almost rather choose this simple life where I don't have to work as hard. Ooh. Yeah. Like, that's definitely something I've been battling because I... I'm just so lost. (laughs) Like, just like, you know, I think it's normal for our age to be, like completely confused like a tweet that i really identified with this past week was everyone i know at the age of 23 is having a midlife crisis and i was like retweet like hard retweet because i think with covid and everything that we're going through 
being at this life stage and there just being so much instability we're starting to question what makes us happy what our Mm -hmm. values are and who we are so which is just great you bring up because i think sometimes you know you don't see your own flaws and this might be incorrect because it's my assumption but it's Mm. an observation i made oh yeah which i definitely like appreciate and like i want to hear how i think because you're such a perfectionist Mm. i feel like you you're insecure about like about like failing yeah so you don't even go for the things and you self-sabotage yeah. for what you think you're not going to be able to pull off mm. yeah that's a really good observation actually i do think that my perfectionist tendencies and honestly like overstating goals like just coming up with these like wild goals that I will truly never meet that has become like the downfall of me like I don't understand really the concept of like taking things slowly and like being consistent like it's always Mm -hmm. like let's go above and beyond as quickly as possible like there's a definite like lack of patience so yeah no that's a really good observation yep we wanted to make you guys feel less bad about yourselves yes we all got our flaws yes talking about some of our insecurities and yeah the two big topics of imposter syndrome and love bombing i think that in terms of imposter syndrome we need to be giving ourselves grace and Mm. giving yourself more credit for the things that you do and Actually, what I really, really liked about what you were saying is like how thankful you are mm-hmm. for like yeah. your for the things that you do. And if you guys don't remember when we took our VIA characteristics test, I think my fifth strength, which is in that top section, mm. was being grateful. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, because I feel like so many times when something bad happens, we say, "Well, it is what it is." Well, why not use it when something good happens? Oh, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then in terms of love bombing, I really, really just think that we need to reevaluate what we think healthy relationships look like. Mm. And mm. just be aware that maybe it isn't the best thing that he wants to see you every single day of the week. Like, mm. do you have a job? <laughs> like, <laughs> are you doing something with your life like why are you so obsessed with me like you know like just yeah yeah reevaluating that for me for imposter syndrome Mm. just reiterating but you know everything happens for a reason Mm -hmm. and i guess it's just hard because i don't really suffer from imposter syndrome (laughs) i love because i'm so grateful like when something good happens to me like most of the time I try hard, but let's say I didn't even try that hard. I would just be like, oh my gosh, like, thank you. Like, I'm just grateful. Dude, that attitude you know? of gratitude, yes. <laughs> and for love bombing, I guess I want to talk a little bit about like the 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 part when the switch does happen, right? When the the bombing stops and he lifts he leaves you cold and dry. Oh yeah. It's like don't don't be so hard on yourself. Right. Like the way I view it is like 
I deserve so much love. This goes back to self-love. But I deserve so much love. Like, why do I want to be with somebody who who doesn't love me as much as I love Cut myself? Cut that shit off. Yes. It's just like, if he leaves you cold and dry, like... Oh, some people like that. Okay. I actually like that part a little bit, Yeah, too, same. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, what part, do, what part do we discard? I don't like the cartilage part. The part that I can't chew. Oh, yes. Because I have sensitive teeth, you guys. <laughs> That'd be a very big no-no. Cut cut that cartilage off you know so yeah it would just be the aftermath just know that like it was fraud it's fraud it was fraud it's not your fault yeah report that shit to your bank no you can report that to 1-800-PUROGI-POD and we'll find him yes i'm really good at stalking so we will find him honestly if you guys need any stalking services hit your girls up i think that would be a fun project actually yes you can hit me up at B E J U L I F I E D. And you can hit me up at H A N A K A T T T. You can find us on Instagram at Purgogi.podcast and on Twitter at Purgogi Podcast. One, two, Lungs, lungs, lungs. I have longer lungs than you. You have long lungs? <laughs> <laughs> Bigger lungs. Let's do it again. One, two, three. Ooh. Peace. I win. I squeezed it out there. Dude, I'm dizzy. I'm literally light. <laughs> Bye. See you next week. Bye. <laughs>